Hey, 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 welcome and greetings from Elfie's World. This is the place where we try to bring you a little fun, pique your interest, and maybe, maybe even give you an opportunity to learn a thing or two about history. Boy, I am so glad that you decided to join us. Now, today we're going to be presenting another program from our collection of stories entitled Elfie's Amazing But True Tales. These are true stories which have, well, they've been sometimes excluded from the pantheon of history for, well, for whatever reason. My name is Elfie Wolfram, and I hope you enjoy our presentation. Now, today's story is one for all you baseball fans out there. It is episode number 32, and it is entitled, Baseball's Shortest Career. So, kick back. Relax and enjoy. There is sometimes a, a fine line between a talented promoter and a huckster. The greatest example of someone who is both a great baseball promoter and a bit of a huckster was the legendary William L. Vec Jr., one-time owner of the Major League St. Louis Browns baseball team. Now, ever the imaginative promoter, Bill Veck may have stepped over that fine line just a tad one Sunday in August of 1951. The Browns were playing the Detroit Tigers in a doubleheader. Veck always seemed to have, well, some special uh, entertainment between the games. Once, once he even had a band perform with the legendary pitcher Satchel Paige playing drums at home plate. Ah, but today, today was to be the crowning achievement of his career as a promoter. Following the first game, when most of the fans seemed to be back in their seats from getting hot dogs and a beer, a seven-foot-high birthday cake was rolled out onto the infield grass. The stadium's announcer's voice echoed throughout the park. Ladies and gentlemen, as a special birthday present to the manager of the Browns, Zach Taylor, the manager is presenting him with a brand new brownie. And with that, out of the cake popped a three-foot, seven-inch midget named Eddie Guidel. But still, no one seemed to catch on, even though they all had scorecards reading number one-eighth, Guidel. However, in the bottom of the first inning, everybody began to understand when the announcement came over the loudspeaker. For the Browns, number one-eighth, Edward Guidel, betting for Frank Saucier. Everyone was thrilled, uh, everyone except center fielder Frank Saucier, 
who became the first person in baseball history to be lifted for a midget. This can't be, roared veteran home plate umpire Ed Hurley. He even took off his mask and got down on his knees to examine this unique new batter. But the Browns quickly produced Guidel's contract and a copy of their active players list proving he was on the roster. Tigers pitcher Bobby Kane seemed to be enjoying the situation until the realization hit him that he would have to pitch to someone who was only three feet seven inches tall and had an 18-inch strike zone. Well, at last, reluctantly, Kane pounded his glove, pawed the mound, wound up, and delivered. And uh, what happened when Eddie Guidel made his debut performance batting for the St. Louis Browns? <laughs> well, <laughs> where was I in this crazy story? Oh, oh yes, yes. <clears throat> Kane wound up and delivered, but it was high. Ball one, cried the umpire. Kane began to laugh. His second pitch was even higher. Ball two. Things were getting out of hand for Kane. His third pitch was higher still. Ball three. By the time Kane delivered his fourth pitch, he was laughing so hysterically, his pitch almost sailed over the catcher's head. Ball four, roared the umpire. Guidel had walked on four straight pitches. He promptly trotted on down to first base and was so merrily lifted for a pinch runner. But before leaving the field, Guidel returned to first base and took a bow to the crowd, and then exited into the dugout. Before the game was over, he collected his $100 payment and walked off the pages of the history books forever, leaving the fans with only their scorecards to remind them of the once-in-a-lifetime event. And <clears throat> how did the game end? Well... <laughs> Yeah, the Browns lost 6-2, to two. but it was an event never to be repeated in the annals of Major League Baseball history. No sooner was the game completed than American League President Will Heritage made a ruling barring all midgets from Major League Baseball. To which Eddie Guidel replied, eh, Heritage is ruining my baseball career. It was a career that was amazing and short lived, but true. <laughs>
Well, there you have it. Episode number 32 entitled Baseball's Shortest Career. It's part of our weekly series entitled Elfie's Amazing But True Tales. Now, each week, we feel privileged to present for your enjoyment and edification a brand new audio story from our collection of amazing but true accounts from history. Now, some of these narratives come from our book entitled Elfie's Amazing But True Tales of American History and More. As a listener to this program, you are entitled to purchase autographed copies of our original book, Elfie's Amazing But True Tales of American History and More, at half the publisher's price of $13.95 or a mere $7 per book, and that includes shipping and handling anywhere within the United States. Now, for more information, merely go to elfiesworld.com. That's A-L-F-Y-S-W-O-R-L-D, elfiesworld.com, and click on Elfie the Writer for more information. And now, I would like to thank the following for helping to make this program possible. First, Garrett Wolfram, our technical producer and supervisor. The late Irene Wolfram, principal editor and provider of Sage Council. Expert publishing for their help in editing and publishing our book. Lucas Ganza Anna Waltz for the Parlor Guitar Magic Set. Joe Payne for the Trumpet Fanfare. Herbert Bolin for his Piano Mood Happy Four. And finally, the thousands of readers who have supported our efforts from the beginning. 